When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Call of Cthulhu Mythos Mysteries, where we will be diving into horror on the Orient Express. And we are still on the campaign, Dancers in an Evening Fog. I am your keeper, Ariel. And let's go around introducing our characters. Hi, I'm Aaron. I play... Kyle Draper. Bye. I'm Daniel. I play Fred Lyons, the parapsychologist. Did you just say bye? Well, he said hi, so I said the opposite. Well, that's the end of the show. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. No. <laughs> I don't know how we do this with him. Uh, I'm Michelle. I'm playing Doris Oakley. I'm a private detective. And Mark won't be joining us this episode. But he should be back shortly. So, boo. That sounded really sad. <laughs> All right, let's get started. Where we last left off, you had gotten a note from Professor Smith. After learning that his house had caught on fire, to meet him. And upon further investigation, you found out the address on the front of the card. Went to it, found a very badly burned smith with his manservant Meadows. He had given you information about an artifact that he wants you to find and destroy pieces of. And told you to go on the Orient Express to the different locations to try to find the objects. We will pick up right as you're leaving the house. All right. Where are we off to? How long before the train leaves? Nobody told you what time the train leaves. You just know you need to acquire tickets. Guess we'll find out when it leaves, because if it leaves in a while, I want to go to a library, but... Okay, well, where the hell are we going? So, James looks at you and tells you where you need to go. He tells you to... You can get the tickets at Thomas Cook and Son. Alright, well, let's go there, then. So, you get in the car and leave. And you shortly after pull up in front of the building. I'm going to head in. It doesn't say Thomas Cook and Sons on there. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to get out with my briefcase because, you know, I'm a trained psychiatrist. So I'm going <laughs> to. has nothing to do with this, but I'm going to head towards the building. <laughs> I'll follow him. 
I'm going to give some shit to uh, the driver. So be like, next time, try not to kill us. I'm just get out of the car. You hear like mumbling, but you don't quite catch what he says. Can you guys believe that guy? Try to kill us. He's all over the fucking road on the way here. Mostly he was driving on the wrong side. I know. Oh my god. Can we just You hear James talking in the background? Well, clearly that asshole ain't going in, so let's go get these tickets. We're gonna go ahead and go inside. Okay, you go inside. And there is a little desk on your right with a woman sitting there. She says, Can I help you? Hi, sweetheart. We need tickets. For? A train? Uh, apparently, it's called the Orient Express. Ah, uh, yes. When would you like these tickets? What are the departure times? She, like, takes out a little almost folder-looking binder thing. She says the next one comes in an hour. There won't be another one until the following day. Are we sure we shouldn't research more into this? I don't know. You guys are the brainiacs. I think we should research more into this. I'm just the one that goes. So anyway, I was blasting. <laughs> so we... you would like it for tomorrow? Yes, please. How many? One, two, three. Four. And would you like first class or... I mean, he's paying. First class all the way. Yeah, James steps in and he says, four first class tickets. And a more English accent that I don't have. And so he pays, gets oh. the tickets. Oh, thank God, because I had no idea what the currency was here. You get your tickets. And it is scheduled for tomorrow at... 8 a.m. Well, I'm hungry and I'm parched. We go back to that pub we were at earlier? At least temporarily, because we need to go research. <laughs> I'm going to get my drink on. Hey, it's a vacation. Don't you two give me that look. It's too late. I already gave you that look before we left the States. How are you supposed to be investigating anything if you are schnockered? I'll have you know, I'm the world's greatest detective when I'm drunk. Or at least I like to think I am. That just means you can find the bathroom to throw up in. Bingo, world's greatest detective. Next question. Let's go to the pub. You should see his vehicle of choice. Don't you be talking about Betsy. I'm going to jump in the car. Okay, so you guys take off and you get to the pub. And you order drinks and food and sitting there chit-chatting. Um, so this research you wanted to do, Doc, what, uh, what do you think you're going to find? I don't know. Maybe more information on the statue itself and maybe any information on these scrolls because all we have is what they are. A set of cursed scrolls. That could be a lot of things. Well, Instead of researching just these particular particular topics of choice, because I don't think anybody's going to write anything about a statue and some cursed scrolls. 
What if we, uh... Research the historical events surrounding them? Sounds like you're wanting to go research as well. Oh no, I don't like books. You clearly had plenty of paperwork in your office. No. Enough paper makes a book. <laughs> Listen to the doc. He's so smart. Nur, 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 nur. Hey, I'm not a monster like everybody else. Well, at any rate, I think we should research the topics surrounding the items, not the items themselves. I gotta find much on the on the items. We'll likely find information in the library. No dove. Uh, I'm gonna finish my glass, stub out my cigarette. And I'm going to walk on out. I think researching with him is going to be a monster. I, I think we should just send him on a wild goose chase while we figure out what we need to know. That sounds really harmful. How is it harmful? To this entire research process. He won't be in our way. We'll just tell him to go find this said object and we'll look up stuff while he's looking for said object. I think he likely knows that he's not going to find anything. Hey, you two bookworms coming or what? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, the nightmare has started. I'm going to head, head to follow. Gotta get those words in. Yeah, I almost did two sets of them, too. <laughs> All right, so after you guys eat and drink, you end up going. James recommends going to the reading room of the British Museum Library. So you guys get to the library. James presents a membership card. To get in. So you are all allowed access in. Now, what are you researching? Despite what Kyle said, I'm still going to look up information on the statue and try and find something on these scrolls. Okay. I'll help him. Okay. I'm sure there's more than one book or form of information. I'm going to start my research with Count Fenelik. Okay, so let's go to them first. Fred and Doris. I need... Doris, are you just helping him? Yeah, I'll kind of look on my own too, see what I can find, but um, I'm kind of in the same vicinity looking at the same... Kind of going over Okay, so if you're going to help him, Fred, I will need you to roll a library, library use... But you can add a D10 to your roll because Doris is helping you. So it's still 45 under 57. So the first subject you happen to find is about the set of cursed simulacrum. And you don't really find much. The closest mention is of an illuminated 13th century manuscript known as the Devil's Simulator. Research implies that the information can be found in the Bibliothèque Nationale in Paris. Now, I need you to roll me another library use, and you can still subtract the um, D10 because Doris is still helping you. 24 under 57. Perfect. I need you to make me a luck roll now. With um, help again because she's 
helping you. I don't even need to roll D10 because it's not going to matter. <laughs> I got 97 over 60. Ooh. Okay. Doris. Okay. I will allow you a luck roll as well. Uh, 58 under 90. Perfect. So, Doris, with Fred's help, you both help each other out. What you find about the set of her scrolls. You locate some manuscripts of this name as being in the top, top Cappy Museum in Constantinople just before the Great War. Okay, now we will go to Kyle. I need you to roll me a library use. Just a normal one because you're by yourself. Uh, that is an 86 out of 70 fucking four. Oh no. Can I push? Can you I can. push it? You can push it. Okay, that's better. 7%. Okay, you're looking. Now I need you to roll me a look. 45 out of 75. Okay, so with that extreme success and that luck roll, get ready for this. Oh, snap. You find an old, old book. In this book, it explains Fenelik. The leper monk was in fact Fenelik a vampire some 870 years old. He was once Tilius Corvus, a captain in Constantine's legion. In the year 330, he led his men to investigate a mysterious plague in Lydia, which caused the victim's skin to split open and then rise as monsters. The plague was caused by Unwin, a goth slave who discovered the Mims Sahis in an ancient Vorish temple. When Unwin was slain, his blood and hate gouted over Corvus, and that night a new vampire was born. Nine centuries later, Fenelik returned to Constantinople with the Fourth Crusade. He escaped with the scrolls and the simulacrum, and held them for nearly 600 years. Donning the simulacrum degraded the vampire's ability to transform, but also freed him from the need to return to his coffin each day. The ability to adopt new guises freed the vampire and admitted him everywhere. He fed well, though rarely did he kill, for so protected he had no desire to produce others of his kind. When the Crusaders returned to Venice, bearing loot from the sack of Constantinople, the vampire went with them. There he stayed for 200 years, hunting and haunted by the queen of the Adriatic's funeral beauty. In the 15th century, the vampire moved on. His European travels coincided with a wave of religious hysteria and witch hunts sweeping the continent. The vampire settled in Paris as the Comte Fenelic. 
He had the guise of a human and the tastes of a monster. Toward the end of the 18th century, he had a premonition of the statue's loss, but discounted the fear. He constructed a manor in Poisy at the edge of the Forêt de Saint-Germain, not far from the Seine. The parties held there became famous and then infamous. The authorities took notice and arrested the Comte. Fenelic arrogantly assumed that his position and influence would free him in a few hours. He went willingly, as a human, and was placed in an asylum. Away from the statue for four days, convulsions hit. The monster surfaced and Fenelic killed. Thus, some at Charenton saw the Comte for what he was, a vampire. They trapped Fenelic in the basement with prayers and garlic. The prayers did nothing, the garlic pinned him, and bricked up the entrance to his cell. Weakened by the garlic, denied the sacrament of blood, and helplessly corrupting without being able to cast the ritual of cleansing, Fenelic fell into a life-preserving coma. For now, he passes out of the history of the set of cursed simulacrum. The simulacrum itself was taken by looters who rifled Fenelik's manor house. Some shared it as a minor prize and took it apart. In time, the pieces were scattered across Europe. The scrolls were found and removed. The Sedefkert simulacrum and the knowledge of its use were lost. And that is the information that you read. Holy shit, that is <laughs> What a twist. What a twist. So, I'm going to walk over to these two and slam this book down in front of them. Read. Fine. You hear from behind you, don't slam the books. <laughs> I'm going to make faces at her so she can't see me. I'm going to like do it so they can see me, but she can't be. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and read what he slammed down in front of me. I'll read over her shoulder. Okay. So you read all of that information about Fenelik being a vampire and all that other stuff. More? (laughs) Don't worry. I'm going to, like, open up my coat and have, like, a steak there. I got this. Where's your garlic? Gahua? Garlic. Oh, yeah, it's a good point. It wasn't the story. We need to get garlic. You could rub the steak in garlic. That might help, too. I mean, those do make really good steaks. That's beside the point. Where I already ate. What? Don't we also need, like, a hammer? I can just use my gun. Oh, my gosh. To destroy a bricked up wall. Oh, yeah, that now. TNT, baby. In Paris? Fine, we'll do it your way. We'll get a stupid hammer. Anyway, so uh, first stop, the vamp. Yeah, because there's also uh, another place in Paris we need to check out. Uh, What about 
doing some research on um, this uh, this thing about melon. This melon. Melon. That's all I wrote in my notes. <laughs> this is Kyle saying this. Mm-hmm. Let me look at my notes there, Kyle. There's a director, Melvin. Oh, my bad. Yeah, it's Melvin. I got a little cigarette ash on that one. Yeah, it's Melvin. Maybe you should not smoke and research at the same time, Kyle. Me, 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 me. I found the vampire stuff. Leave me alone. Hey, I found stuff, too. So, yeah, we should look up uh, this Melvin. I also want to look up this Shun Mosque as well. All right, I'll take Melvin. You take the mosque. And you you look up um, this Joan, Joanne. Um, I think it's Johan. Yeah, yeah, Johan. Wilkin, Wilkin Limo. Winkleman. Winkleman, yeah. You need to take better notes. (laughs) I take notes just fine. Your notes are monstrous. Eh. And I would know. They're a nightmare to read. You didn't even read me. You know what? Just have another drink. I can't. We're in a library. Yeah, because it stopped you from smoking. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't. But, you know, yeah. All right, let's start with Kyle. Who yeah. are you looking up? Melvin. Okay, it's Melvin. <laughs> Not Melvin, but that's fine. So, roll me a library use. Ooh, 23. Okay. So, you don't find much information about him. You do find that he is the curator of the National Museum of Belgrade. You find out a little bit about where he was born and everything like that, but nothing much use. So that's a dead end. So, Fred, we will go with you. Who are you researching on? I'm looking up the Shun Mosque, the place where we're supposed to destroy the simulacrum. Go ahead and roll me a library use. 48 out of 57. Okay. You try and look, and you find nothing about the Shun Mosque. And Doris, who are you looking up? Uh, it was Johan Winkleman. Or Johan, yeah, one of those two. Okay. Okay, go ahead and roll me libraries. Uh, 25 under 37. Okay. You don't find anything on him. Is there anything else you guys would like to do? Well, on that note, I'm done researching. Well, I guess uh, we get prepped for tomorrow. I guess you need to get some garlic. We need to get some garlic. And a sledgehammer. And a sledgehammer. Can you imagine us carrying that around in first class? (laughs) Better idea. We're going to get a bag of tools. You ever dressed like a foreman before? I'm a doctor, not a construction worker. So we're going to need outfits. It's disguise time. Isn't it a mental institution? Mm Mm-hmm. Aren't I a psychiatrist? And I'm a detective, so... It's not about you. This is about me right now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm an inspector. That doesn't mean shit. (laughs) We're in a foreign country. Our badges don't mean shit here. I have a PhD. All right, we're going with the docs on this one. What's what's the story? What are we? What are we? Helpers, patients. We could be bringing in a patient. 
fellow PhDers. Look, we have a, a trip to Paris to get there, so we can think on the trip. I want to do research on one more thing. Good thing we have. I want to do research on uh, the Charrington Asylum to see if the motherfucker's still standing. <laughs> Go ahead, roll the library use. 63 out of 74. Okay. You do not find anything on it. Well, now that we've done our research, I guess it's prep work time. And I'm going to walk out. Okay. And I'm going to purposely smoke my cigarette as vulgarly as I can walking past the librarian. She doesn't even look up from her books. Uh, Excuse me. She looks up. Yes. I, I was wondering if you knew anything about the uh, Charing- Charrington Asylum. You see her kind of stop and look up a little bit. Hand on her chin. No, dear, I don't think I've heard anything about that. Okay, I was just checking. Thank you. She nods at you and goes back to shuffling through a book. As we're getting ready to leave, I'm back. I uh, apologize for the loudness earlier, then I'm going to walk away. She kind of looks up and glares. Goes like, back to her book. <laughs> so you go and you get your supplies. So whatever it is you are getting, you can mark it down. Garlic. <clears throat> Sledgehammer. A bag. Anyway, so you get all of your things at, of course, the expense of James. And you guys rest for the evening. You wake up bright and early, grab your train tickets, grab your bag, and you go to the train station. 7.45, you board the Orient Express, which will be at leaving... Promptly at 8 a.m. And that's where we're going to end the episode. Choo-choo. Thank you all for listening. Tune in next week. Hey, everybody. This is your Mythos Master, Ariel. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave a review and share it with a friend. You can come chat with us on our Discord or check out our Twitter. Links are in the show notes below. Next episode airs next Saturday. Keep your percentiles low and your sanity high. What up tonight, City? You're listening to N54 Radio. This is DJ Sparks bringing you a new hit show from Night City, Cyberpunk, a cyberpunk red live play podcast. Listen as a ragtag group slamming on the corpos. Survive the streets and try to keep from being flatlined. You can tune in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. DJ Sparks out! Hello, this is Charlie Transmutation coming to you with another PSA announcement. No, Charlie. This is a commercial. What? Crap. Nobody told me that. Well, what are you supposed to do in this thing anyway? Well, Charlie, I'm glad you asked. This is the part where we introduce our new homebrew 5e D&D podcast, The Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit, where we explore the homebrew world of Alteris using homebrew 
rules and homebrew material from the Dungeon Masters Guild. Yeah, yeah, it's boring. I'm out of here. See you later, Charlie. We hope to have you guys come check us out soon. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts.